Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Master Your Magnetism podcast, where I interview top experts to help you create the life and relationship you've always wanted. Today, I'm so excited. I'm talking with Valerie Green. She's a love and relationship coach who helps people attract, reignite, and sustain lasting love and intimacy. She's probably one of the most knowledgeable people I've ever spoken to when it comes to the topic of relationships. She's also the author of the book, The Commitment Roadmap, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about how to inspire a man to want to commit to you no matter where you are in your love life. So welcome, Valerie. Thank Thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, Elena. Thank you so much. And gosh, I feel so honored by that introduction. Yes. And I forgot to mention, we're broadcasting this episode live on Bullhorn today. So I see some people saying hi in the chat already. Hi to Maya, Sue, Tiffany, Patricia. I see your question. If anyone else has any other questions, feel free to type them in and we'll get to those at the end. So in terms of this topic, Valerie, what I thought would be helpful is maybe starting with advice for women who are single and dating and looking to attract a committed relationship. What can they do to start off on the right foot? So they attract a commitment ready man. And we also want to talk about women who are dating and in that sort of limbo phase with their guy where they're not sure if they're exclusive. They don't know if they should bring it up or how to bring it up. And we also want to talk about women who have been with a man for a while. They've invested maybe years in a relationship and the man doesn't want to commit or they get the sense that he isn't very commitment minded. We actually received a question already on that beforehand that we're going to get to. So let's dive in, Valerie. What's the first thing you want to say on this topic? Yes. And I love that you um, mentioned all those different categories of situations because each one of those categories does require a different mindset and skill set. That's why I wrote the book, The Commitment Roadmap, because part one is for women that are single, how to make sure that you attract a commitment ready man. And then part two is to do the inner work. And then the second half of my book is to address once you're already with a man, how do you negotiate exclusivity and inspire him to want to take it to the next level? So um, in the book, The Commitment Robot, I do address all of those different situations. And of course, I'm happy to talk about each one in order. And then if you have more questions, we'll answer them at the end. And then you can, of course, check out the book if you feel inspired. Um, Yeah, I forgot to mention your book. If you're listening live, that should be in the details of this episode. If you're listening to the replay of this on Apple or Spotify or anywhere else, the link to get Valerie's book will be in the description. That'll be the first link in the episode details. And it's so inexpensive and just packed with information. I highly recommend everyone go check that out. So yeah, let's get into the content here, Valerie. What's the first thing you wanted to share? So if you are single and you are between relationships or you're just dating men, but you're not exclusive yet, the way to attract a commitment ready man is first 
to do the inner work to get the clarity about the kind of relationship that you want to commit to and that you're more committed to your relationship vision than you are to a particular man that you might feel chemistry with. So that's mm -hmm. the mindset that, you know, the more committed you are to your own vision, which includes um, clarity about not just that you want to get married or that, you, you know, what you want. Like a lot of women have clarity in terms of they want to get married, they want kids, they want a certain lifestyle and they want, a, a, you know, the guy to make a certain amount of money or they want him to have certain values. Like a lot of women are clear about that, but it doesn't necessarily go deep enough so that if you meet a man, you can have these deeper conversations because I think that a lot of women have the misconception that men are scared of commitment. And I don't think that's true. I think men are scared of commitment to the wrong woman. They're scared that what they want in their life is going to be threatened by a relationship, that a woman is going to want to take their attention away from their priorities and that they're going to compete with his attention for other things, right? That's what men are really afraid of because they're single focus and they don't want to have to put attention on a woman's emotional needs when she's coming at him like my needs are important and they're not acknowledging what he's already committed to, right? So what's really important is that in the beginning of a relationship, you not just follow chemistry, but that first of all, you're clear on the following things and you can write these down. And of course I, I give you exercises to go through them in the book, but the following things are number one, that you're clear about the culture that you want to create in your relationship. Not just that you want to be married and exclusive. Cause I think those things are, are, you know, kind of, um, they're good things, but they're superficial in terms of our understanding of them. So, for example, the culture includes when you argue, what are you committed to doing to find win-win solutions together? Are you committed to giving him empathy and validation for his needs and going deeper to find out what's underneath what he needs and that you want him to find out what's underneath what you need and you can create win-win solutions? Because if you want that, then that's something you need to talk about, um, you know, before you get exclusive, um, that that's what he wants too. Or um, what values do you want to raise your kids with if you want kids? You know, do you want authoritarian parenting or do you want authoritative parenting? And you have to know the difference in terms of what parenting style you want. And not that you bring that up on the first date. <laughs> right. You know, but if a guy wants to be exclusive, it's important to know, well, like, let's talk about what we both want out of life. I want to raise my kids with these values. I know I don't, you know, we don't know if we're meant to get married yet, but let's talk about what we both want. Because if we both want the same things, then sure, let's get, let's be exclusive in order to tell if we're the right person because we both want the same things. That's the reason to be exclusive is if you determine that you both want the same culture, you both have the same values. So these are the things that you need to get clear about culture, values, um, and values are what makes life meaningful to you. They're like when um, your friends and family are going to toast you on your 80th birthday, what do they, what do you want to be acknowledged for? That's, you know, what you most deeply value in life. And what makes a relationship last in the long term is shared values, not shared interests. So it's important that you're clear on the culture that you want to create, the values that you want to uphold together, um, and then also that you 
um, are aware of the emotional needs that you have in order to be happy and that you've already vetted him that he has the qualities to be able to meet those emotional needs. Um, and of course we can go more into depth about what that means. And then also that he doesn't have any of your deal breakers and that he has the same desires for the life that he wants to create within a compatible time frame for you. Right. So like those are the things that are really important to clarify. And I find the mistake that a lot of single women make is they don't clarify those things up front. So then they just follow, get blindly, you know, and chemistry feels so good, right? Like we just get swept away and we love the way he treats us and we love the way he makes us feel. But we don't know if he's personal growth oriented, right? So like, for example, like you don't know what his purpose is and therefore you don't know what's going to motivate him to commit because you're not finding out what makes him tick on a deeper level. You're just following chemistry. And so therefore when you bring up commitment, he'll be like, well, I'm not ready because you haven't engaged him in the deeper conversations, right? Got it. I love what you said. You kind of read my mind. I was about to say that some people just fall into being exclusive with a man because it feels good being with them. There's a lot of chemistry. They might have a lot in common or they might share some superficial things like they live sort of close and they're around the same age. <laughs> you sort of assume that you're looking for the same things. And that's when I hear from women who are like a year plus in with a guy mm -hmm. saying, I don't even know if we share some of these deeper values. So I'm so glad to be talking about this right up front and I'm sure that there's a way and a time to bring all of that up right you're not exactly doing this to like try to like show him how great the two of you would be together if you were exclusive I imagine right 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 of course because that would be if you're trying to show a man how great you would be together then that's masculine energy as you know right so basically how you determine if a guy has the values is first you need to clarify what are your values? What is your purpose? What are you committed to creating in your life? And what qualities does a man have to have in order to support you in your legacy and your purpose, right? Because a guy wants to be with a woman who's as committed to her purpose as he is to his so that you support each other. And so once you have all of that clarity, then is a question of balancing, having fun with a guy when you're dating with asking these deeper questions. Mm. Because you know, I find just a lot of women don't know what questions to ask to vet a man to see if he shares your values. And that's something that is an art. Um, I know you and I did another interview together called Ask Him These Questions to um, Create Emotional Intimacy and Connection. So I share a lot of them in there. Yeah, that um, one's available on my YouTube channel. Exactly what you said. Ask Him These Questions to Create Deeper Connection and Intimacy. That was a great interview. I highly recommend going and checking that one out. Oh, thanks. But yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll just list some of those questions here. So like how to really get a guy to tell you what his values are on like a first, second, third date without it being an interrogation. First of all, it's important to answer the questions yourself. That's what makes it not an interrogation, which is why the first step is getting clarity on this yourself and knowing how to speak about your vision in an inspiring way. So it's different if you're like, so, you know, what, um, you know what what kind of relationship do you want like if you ask that a guy's gonna feel put on the spot he's gonna think that you're like an interrogator who's like wanting to find the right answer but if you're just like so I've just been thinking you know I don't um I'm between relationships and I'm more committed to really loving myself and what that looks like for me right now is that you know I meditate every day and I eat healthy 
and I'm committed to doing yoga. And so really, I'm feeling really good in my body. And the kind of relationship that I want is with a man that I could do those practices with, or like, at least if he doesn't want to do them, then I can talk about what I'm learning. And he could talk about what he's learning. And then we can grow together. So how about you? What kind of relationship do you want? Is that something you want? Or were you looking for something different? Right? So it's like, if you say what you want first, then the guy feels permission to talk about what he wants. But if you don't talk about what you want first, then he's going to feel put on the spot. Got it. That makes so much sense. And I love what you said earlier, too, about balancing having fun and being in the moment with yeah. asking some of these questions. So you don't want to just fire these off one after another on right. the first or second date, too, right? Of course. Yeah. I mean, I always talk about that um, my husband actually came up with this concept called the pillars, which um, you can kind of look at it like a house is... Um, a relationship is like a house that's held up by pillars and the pillars represent the positive connection that you feel. And so if those are strong, then there's room to ask these deeper questions or to bring up deeper issues and then the house won't fall down with the weight of those issues. But if the pillars are still being built, which is in the beginning, you want to focus more on having fun together and just peppering in these questions, right? Because you're still building the pillars. You're still mm -hmm. building those positive feelings. And once those positive feelings are really strong and you're like, oh my God, this is amazing. I'm starting to get attached. The way you don't get attached before you've clarified if he shares these things with you is if you notice yourself fantasizing about something that you haven't clarified yet, stop yourself and say, oh, I don't know if this is true yet. I'm going to figure out a way to ask him if this is true for him before I start fantasizing, <laughs> right? Because that's, that's like fantasizing is how we get ahead of ourselves. Yes. I talk about over-investing, right? Getting overly invested in a man. And how do we do that? Usually it's in our mind. <laughs> We're thinking yep. about him all the time, fast-forwarding, envisioning the future we might have together. And you might not even know what kind of relationship this guy wants. So exactly. that's so important. Are there any other questions you wanted to share or do you want to move on to this next category? Yeah. And I mean, so I think just some very easy questions. And I know I shared this in some of our other interviews, but if you want to find out, because I think the first thing to find out is what is the guy committed to in his life? Because the kind of guy who's going to want to commit to a life partnership with a woman is a guy who's up to something. It's a guy who realizes that he wants to create something with his life and he can't do it alone. He needs a partner to point out his blind spots. To, to inspire him with what she's creating. He wants to feel met with his level of passion. And so that's the kind of guy that is marriage material, right? And so you want to then get really curious and, of course, answer the question yourself about, like, you know, you don't come out and ask, what's his purpose uh, on a first date? But you can ask something like, well, what are you passionate about? Or what are you excited about lately? Or what is life teaching you? That's a great one to find out if he's personal growth oriented. Of course, you have to answer what life is teaching you as well, right? In order mm -hmm. for it not to be an interrogation. And that can go pretty deep. Um, or just saying, like, who are your biggest influences growing up? Says a lot about his values. Or if that yeah. seems like too edgy of a question for a first date, you could just be like, what do you like when you're at your best? Or what was the happiest time in your life? Or what are some of your happiest childhood memories? Or something like that. Because... All of those questions tell you what's most deeply important to him. So important. I love that. And you know what? I'm going to include a link when the replay of this post to that interview we did on the questions because you shared so many more <laughs> that I know we don't have time for today. But that was such a great interview. It's a video on YouTube. You can search for it or... 
I'll include that too. That'll be somewhere underneath the link to Valerie's book. This is so great. Angela in the chat says, love this. Stay true to your vision. Thank you so much, Sue and everybody. I am just loving this conversation so much, Valerie. What's the next thing you wanted to share? Yes. Okay. So we're talking about these different stages. So the next stage is if you're dating, I think I I advise all women to date multiple men unless a guy asks you to be exclusive. Um, So the next stage is how to tell if you should be exclusive with a man if he asks, right? You're dating multiple Mm -hmm. men. And then if a man's like, I only want to be with you. I think the mistake a lot of women make is they become exclusive just because they are having sex with a man. And they Mm -hmm. haven't really clarified if he's moving in the same direction as she is. And so what I recommend is not to become exclusive until you've clarified that you want the same type of relationship Um, and that that he does have the qualities to meet your emotional needs and that he does want the same vision. And so if a guy asks you to be exclusive before you've clarified those things, of course, if you want to be exclusive with him, then it's important that you, um, as the feminine partner, of course, if that's what you want, show your positive feelings. Um, oh my gosh, I have feelings for you and it would feel so good to date only you, you know, just to be with you and only you. I feel closer to you than I ever have with anyone, etc. And let's talk about if I'm being exclusive with you, then this is the kind of relationship that I want to create. Is that the kind of relationship you want to create? And it's about the culture. It's not necessarily about, well, I want to get married. You want to get married too. I mean, of course, that's there to clarify. But the first thing to clarify before your relationship vision is the culture because many people get married and then they get divorced because the guy didn't have the same vision of what marriage looked like as you did, right? So Mm -hmm. um, this is where the rubber hits the road. And it's like, oh my God, I would feel so happy to date you and only you. And what I would need to make that work for me is that we see each other once a week, that we talk, you know, every few days on the phone that, you know, we go on trips together once every few months so that we keep on getting to know each other. Is that what you envision? Got it. So this is a response to if or when a man asks the woman to be exclusive, you can respond with that would feel incredible. That would just feel so good to have it be the two of us. And basically here's what I would need in order for that to happen. Do I have that right? right? Exactly. And then you clarify if that's something that he wants too. And if not, if he's like, oh, well, I wasn't ready for that. No problem. I'm happy to keep on dating you and discussing that. And then if I was to be exclusive with you before we agreed to talk every few days, I'm going to get too anxious. So until you're ready for that, then let's just keep it the way it is. Mm -hmm. And when you're ready for that, like, exactly, right? So it's like, it's important for us to recognize what we need in order to be happy being exclusive. Otherwise, it's just going to drag on potentially. And the second thing to clarify besides the culture is the time frame, right? Assuming you want the same thing that, all right, we both want to get married and we're, we're both agreeing on the kind of culture we want, but we're just not sure, you know, we're not ready yet. We have to be exclusive yet to know if we're really right for each other. I agree. That's really the only way you can tell is if you focus on each other um, to tell if you want to take the relationship to the next step. You don't have distractions by dating other people. Um, and so it's important for you to clarify your timeline. Now, some women don't have a timeline. Like if you don't, if you're divorced and you've already had kids, if you're not looking for more kids, if you feel relatively secure in your life, you might be okay being exclusive for a couple of years before you decide to take it to the next level. But if your 
Um, and you, you know, on a timeline because of your biological clock or because you have an anxious attachment style and you know that when you're exclusive, you can't, um, you know, you need a, a bigger commitment in order to feel more secure, then it's important that you determine what your time frame is. Like, let's say you'd be willing to be exclusive for six months or for a year in, it, it, before you are going to get anxious about where it's going and need to take it to the next level. And so if, if you know yourself well enough to determine that, then it's important to say that because that plants the seed in the guy's mind and then he'll be expecting it ra rather than him feeling blindsided like, oh, but I, I told you I wanted to get married. Sure, but I don't see that for another five years because I still want to go to school and whatnot in a year when you thought that he would propose to you in a year, right? So you really right. need to clarify that up front. So when he asks you to be exclusive, if you have a timeline, it's important always to do a yes and, you know, like, like yes, that would be wonderful. And, you know, I'm, I'm saying it tongue in cheek just because we're, you know, doing an interview. And if I was, um, you know, being my effusive self, I would be like, oh my God, I feel so excited, right? But you, you have your own version of that. And... Mm -hmm. <laughs> Here's what I need to make it work for me. And I'd feel comfortable being exclusive with you for about a year um, before I really, I'll know at that point whether you're right for me. And then then I'll want us to talk about taking it to the next level. And then if he hems and haws and he's like, oh, what, you're going to break up with me in a year? You know, then you're like, no, I'm just going to feel at that point, like uncomfortable being exclusive with you if we're not talking about creating something more together. You can even say sexual energy is creative energy and is going to feel stagnant if we're not creating more. But we have a whole year to dis to discover that. You know, and we're just going to bring that up in a year and we're going to talk together about what we want next in a year. You know, we're just creating a whole time frame and a whole context around that because that's what will make you feel relaxed that you know in a year that you're going to bring it up and he's not going to feel blindsided. And, you know, like because let's say right now he's like, I want to be exclusive with you. And you say, oh, great. I feel comfortable doing that for a year. And he's like, oh, wait, but I was thinking I don't want to get married for 10 years. You know, he might say that. Mm -hmm. And then you need to decide, oh, well, I mean, if I have to wait 10 years, then I'm going to be too anxious. So, okay, I'll keep dating you to see if that changes, but I can't be exclusive because then I know that I'm basically, if I was exclusive with this guy and he says he doesn't want to get married for 10 years, that's too, that's not my timeline. So, okay, I'm happy to keep dating you. But don't be, you know, or maybe if you are on a timeline and you're getting attached to this guy, then maybe you do need to break up with him at that point. But that's a very highly individual uh, process that I, I don't make any blanket recommendations other than to get support at that point. Right. I love the idea of saying I would feel comfortable being exclusive for six months to a year and then, you know, assessing whether or not we want to go further. So he kind of has that timeline in his mind too. I hear from so many women who are like, I've been dating this guy for two, three plus years. I don't even know if he ever wants to get married. And now they're in this exclusive situation. I see a great question in the chat from Valerie who says, so if we already have an exclusive relationship without having done these first, what now? We're going to talk about yes. exactly what to do in the next portion of this, right? Yes. Exactly. I love yeah, everything so. you're saying. Yeah, I completely agree. I think it's good to have these conversations 
before exclusively committing yourself to someone, right? And I love the idea of making sure that he is meeting all your needs and he's going to be capable of being a really fantastic partner. I also hear from a lot of women where they're not feeling prioritized. They don't really Mm -hmm. like what's going on. And they ask, how do I get him to commit to me (laughs) when this guy is nowhere near meeting her needs for a partnership? Mm -hmm. And so I always say, if you don't like what's going on, don't try to glue yourself to it, right? Of course. Um, and that's easier said than done. Right? Of course, yeah. Like, <laughs> but yes, of course, in an ideal world, if a guy's not meeting your needs and he's not committed, then just take your attention off of him and uh-huh. date other guys. Right. Um, but of course, if it was easy to do that, then probably people wouldn't need to be listening to this. So, <laughs> right, um, right, right. Right. So it's like, uh, then what do you do? So, I mean, it, it is a very highly individualized situation. I don't have cookie cutter advice, but what I will say is that if you're um, exclusive with the guy and you're not sure what he wants, you don't want to start with, um, you know, do you want to get married or do you want to commit? Because a man will say to what? What am I committing to? Right? Because what, what committing to is to a culture and it's to a goal that you want to create together. So if you're already exclusive with a guy, I would just backtrack and start talking about the culture that you want to create. Um, and so asking the same questions that I encourage people to ask in the beginning and whichever ones you didn't ask back then. Um, and, you know, how how do you want to make decisions together? How do you solve conflict together? Really work on these skills. And then what are you co-creating together rather than what you could do on your own? And if there isn't anything, then what I recommend is that you start asking yourself, and I know we talked about this in our other uh, commitment interviews, that uh, a lot of times a man is a mirror for our own masculine energy, mm-hmm. right? So if you're with a guy and he's not prioritizing you and he's not committing to you, the first thing to do is to look at your own life and to say all the areas of the wheel of life, which is a coaching exercise, but basically like your relationship with your health, your finances, your career, your girlfriends, your family, your self-care, all of it. What are you committed to creating in your own life? How much are you taking action towards these things? And then how are you sharing those things with your partner? And what kind of support would you want from him in order to reach the commitments that you want in your own life? And can you enroll him? Like, hey, I want to start meditating every day. Do you want to join me? And here's what I want to get out of it. And is it okay if I share with you what I get out of it? And, you know, how that relates to my life purpose? And if you start doing that every day, and you start keeping in track with your own commitments and sharing it with him, then what's going to start going on in his own mind is, oh, I'd better start getting in line with my own commitments. And then you can ask him how to support him. And if he doesn't have that reaction, if he's just sort of sitting on the couch watching TV while you're getting an action about your own commitments and he doesn't want to make anything happen, then he doesn't share your value of personal growth. Mm -hmm. And so why would you want to commit to him anyway? Now, obviously, it's easier said than done because if you're already attached or he could just be going through something or maybe he's grieving something or maybe he's struggling with something. But then it would be to ask him, how is he doing and what does he want to commit to in his life? Forget about the relationship. What it like really like one of the things that I share in my book is that a man, a masculine energy man is going to be more committed to his purpose, what he wants to accomplish with might be his career. 
but it might be his role as a dad, or it might be some volunteer organization that he's working for, or he has a mission around. And so it's important to, and a masculine man is going to be more committed to his purpose than a relationship and is not going to be able to commit to a relationship until he feels on track with his purpose. And so asking him questions about his purpose, and you might not say, what is your purpose? But you might ask questions like, you know, what do you have to accomplish in this life in order to feel like your life is worth it? Um, or you might ask the question, like, what do you want your friends and family to toast you for on your 80th birthday after sharing your answer to the same question? Um, but engaging him around his purpose and engaging him around supporting you in your purpose and your goals in your life is going to create the culture that you want. And it's going to create a, for lack of a better term, shit or get off the pot culture. Mm where you're saying, this is what I want my life to be about. What do you want your life to be about? And if you're then supporting him in his purpose, where he feels like he can't be who he wants to be without you because of the type of support you're giving him, then marriage is the next evolution of that. He'll realize he can't live without you. Then you start talking about this is working really well and I want to be married because that would provide me with X, Y, and Z you know, that I can't have without being married. And it's important for you to get clear about what marriage provides for you and why that's important to you. Because if he's already feeling like he's engaging with you at the level of purpose, like my life won't be worth it in the same way if I'm not engaged in this way. And this woman is the sounding board for me to be a better version of myself than I've ever been in my life. That's the reason to get married. You know, if you have that kind of support and that kind of partnership, and I'm not saying there's not a reason to get married other than that. But if you start engaging him in this direction, one of one of two things will happen. He'll either get on board and want to commit to you unless he has an insecure attachment style or a lot of wounding, in which case our other videos address that. Because if he has a personal growth mindset, then he might be willing to heal that with you, which could be beautiful. Or... He'll keep on watching TV and, you know, whatever, not, not that if there's anything bad with watching TV, I'm just using that as an example, um, just like not engaging in his purpose. And then you'll get bored with him. You know, you'll right. be taking action in your life. You'll be going out and meeting new people. You'll be going and, you know, exercising and eating healthy and going out to events and classes and you'll get bored with him. And he'll probably realize that, you're not right for him. And then the relationship will just grow apart and you'll probably meet someone else. But I'm not saying that's an easy process. You know, it's obviously going to, it's a, if you're living with a guy or you're exclusive with a guy and you break up or you're moving apart, there's going to be hurt feelings involved, which is why it's important to be giving a lot of empathy to yourself and him and compassion to yourself and him when you clarify that you don't want the same things. But then it's not necessarily, I mean, if he is, I've, I've been in relationships with, before with, you know, women who grow past a guy and then let's say he has an anxious attachment style or he's codependent and then he tries to guilt trip you into not leaving. That's another situation. Then, then it requires you to be strong in yourself and have strong boundaries and, you know, be compassionate, but firm. And so of course I support women in doing that too, but before you leave, it's important to know that you've tried to inspire him with the vision that you want and you know, you've done everything that you can so that you have no regrets and you've learned from it.
Absolutely. I think we've talked in other interviews about the fact that you want to see if a man is the type of person to commit to other things in his life. You know, is, right. he, is he committed to personal growth? Is he committed to some sort of life purpose or path? And right. if he's not, he's not probably as likely to commit to a fulfilling relationship or something like that. Do I have that right? Exactly. I mean, there's a saying in the coaching world that you've probably heard that the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. Yeah. So in general, and you know, obviously people are not generalizations, but in general, a man will commit to a relationship to the same degree that he commits to his other commitments, you know, his health, um, his relationships with his family, you know, the important ones, um, you know, his purpose, his career, if, if his career is his purpose. You know, I and agree. so, yeah, yeah, it's totally it's agree with just a mark of character. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, then we might have blind spots, you know, if we um, follow chemistry and, you know, I think that most people on the planet are good people. And so, you know, just because you're with a guy who doesn't want the same things doesn't mean he's a bad person. But if you commit to somebody I do think that sexual energy is creative energy. And so if you commit to somebody and you're not creating the same things, you're going to grow apart. I completely agree. Yeah, I totally agree with everything you're saying. And this can be difficult, right? But I think what you're saying here is the more you're committed to yourself and your own life, if a man is not wanting to commit to you, you're going to get bored and lose interest and the choice will become so obvious. It, right. Of course, it might be difficult if you have to have some kind of breakup or conversation, but the choice will become obvious because you'll naturally just be drawn to other things and other situations rather than this constant, like, how do I get this guy to commit to me sort of thing, right? Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there anything else you have to say on what to do if you are exclusive and you haven't brought up some of these things and you aren't quite sure how commitment-minded this guy is? I know we received a question beforehand that we wanted to answer too, right? Yeah. And we can address that because it basically is that. I have it here. She said, what do you do when your man says he's not ready for marriage? We've been together for four months now. I brought this subject of marriage up this weekend, and on Monday evening, he said he's not mentally ready today for marriage, but I love you. Also, everything is good between us. He's consistent, and he takes me out for dates. He communicates daily. He works every day to better our relationship. What were your mm -hmm. thoughts on this one, Valerie? Yeah, and I mean, there's so many moving parts in this one. So my first question in this one is, like, what is this woman's timeline? You know, mm -hmm. because if it's a totally different answer, if you're 38 and you've never been married before and you want to be a mom versus if you're 50 and you're divorced and um, you're not sure um, you're not on a timeline for when you want to get married again, you just know you do. Right? right. It's a totally different answer depending on what your situation is, because if it's the first situation where you're on a timeline, then it's important to not in a pushy way to really, I mean, and this is something that I talk about in my book in chapter 18 of my book, I talk about my husband actually made this analogy and he's brilliant at analogies. He said that seducing a man into lifelong commitment is like seducing a woman, meaning you don't show up on a first date, you know, a guy and go like, Hey, I think you're hot. Do you want to have sex? Even if, <laughs> even if you're attracted to him, that would probably be a turnoff. Right. Um, and it's because he's going too fast. 
And so if a guy says he's not mentally prepared for marriage, then you want to not go too fast, but you want to seduce him. And what does seduction mean? It's not like um, manipulative. It's not like, you know, I'm going to seduce you from my masculine energy and create a result, right? It's what is seduction? So if a guy wants to have sex with you and he's in a really harmonious paradigm, not like, you know, a hunter paradigm where I'm just going to get her, what he knows is that he needs to make you feel safe. He needs to let you know that he's not just in it for sex. He wants to get to know you. He's got to engage you emotionally. He's got to let you know he honors your boundaries. If you have sexual trauma, he would want to get curious about what makes you feel safe and actually demonstrate that so that you feel safe, right? So it's about emotional attunement to what it is that you need to open, right? So it's the same thing to seducing a man into lifelong commitment. What he means when he says he's not mentally ready is he's got objections and he's got concerns, And those probably have to do with a combination of what he saw going on between his parents when he was little that he didn't like and what his exes have done to him that he's not over yet. Mm. Right. And those are like standing out in his mind that make him go, I don't know if I could do this marriage thing. So it's our job to be a detective in a really emotionally attuned way just like it's a guy's job to be a detective about what makes our body feel safe and our heart feel safe for our body to open right it's a it's a the same discovery process about being a detective about what is he concerned about is he concerned that if he got married he'd be controlled is he concerned that a woman would try to compete with all the other areas of his life is he concerned that she would be critical and that he'd feel like he can't win with her Like, what is he really concerned would happen? Is he concerned that once you get married, the sex stops or the passion dies or whatever he's concerned about? It's our job to find out and not in an interrogating way, but in a curious way. What is he concerned about and how can you demonstrate the opposite? So, for example, like, if he's like, I'm not mentally ready for marriage, you could be like, oh, I totally get it. And Um, I'm trying to wrap my head around what that means. I'm trying to understand it. So when you say mentally ready, do you mean that you're concerned that something would happen? Like, I'm curious what that means. Like, what was your parents' marriage like? Or what was your ex like that really didn't work for you? Right? Because that's how to open up that question to find out what his fears are and what his concerns are. And then the first thing you want to do is validate them. Oh, my gosh. Like, of course you're going to be scared if that happened to you. Wow. And tell me more. And how did you handle that? And what happened? And, you know, just get the whole story and really validate his point of view. And then you're not going to be like, well, I'm not going to be because actions are louder than words. It's about you demonstrating the opposite. So if he's scared, for example, that you're going to compete with his other priorities, it's important to get him to say that out loud because then he'll be aware of that. And then... You know, because if you just don't compete with his priorities, he might not even be aware that that's happening. Um, But then go out of your way to demonstrate if this is authentic for you, that whenever he's trying to get something else done, you're like, yes, I want that for you. And I want this thing, too. How can we have both? You know, and then it'll dawn on him that you're not going to be like that. And then he'll be more open to feeling safe talking about it. And then over time, you'll be like, remember, you were concerned that I would try to compete with your priorities? Well, I'm curious how you feel about that. 
is you know because I'm I'm wanting to create a culture with that that's exactly what makes us both happy and how is that going and well let's talk about the next thing you're concerned about about planning a life with someone and let's talk about what we want instead and how can we co-create it differently so start talking about the culture that you want to create and start creating it together and if you're on a timeline then it's important to mention that timeline well I'm trying to create this culture with you it's just that I'm it's, I'm really, really, really committed to, and then it's important for you to keep on saying your inspiring vision. I'm really committed to being a mom. And if I reached 42 and it turns out that I couldn't be a parent, I would just feel devastated. And so I would, I'm just feeling too tense staying with you worrying if that's going to happen. And what do you think about that? You know, and, and have discussions about that. Because if he's like, well, that's your problem, then he's not partnership minded you know right so it's just and then it's a question of like wait did I just hear you correctly you're saying that's my problem so if I want to have a kid that's my problem well I feel really disappointed hearing that because that means that I'm gonna have to leave and I don't want to I really want you I want to be with you is that really what you're saying also when I read the question you know it's like they've only been dating four months I believe she said so Right. But he says he, you know, she says he's doing everything right. He shows his love for her. He's really consistent. He does his best to make her happy. So, exactly. so I mean, he might, be, I mean, right. Like, so that if she doesn't have a timeline, then it's about engaging the guy with these curious questions and co-creating a culture together. If she does have a timeline um, and they're exclusive, then it's about stating the timeline, you know, saying like, Hey, I'm going to engage you in the culture and that's going to last a couple of months. Like, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, you should tell him you're engaging the culture, but do it, <laughs> you know, the way that I just said, and then start having these conversations. And if you're on a timeline, then say the timeline, like I'm really committed to whatever, being a mom to, um, you know, creating a life together. And the longer it goes that we're creating this culture, I'm getting more attached and it'll hurt too much if we don't want the same things. And so I need to start talking about, you're not mentally ready. I can accept that, but I need to understand what that means. Got what it. are you concerned would happen? You know, what are you can, men don't usually like to talk about their fears, but you can say, what are you concerned would happen if you got married to someone? But I mean, it, it really depends on what your timeline is because men don't necessarily enjoy these conversations. Right. So, right, right. you know, it's like if you don't have a timeline, then it could be more peppered in and, you know, paying attention to the pillars and keeping the pillars strong and keeping the relationship feeling good. And then when it feels good, ask these deeper questions and then it'll be obvious over time whether you want the same things. And if you're on a timeline, then it's just important to keep presencing the timeline. Yeah, let's talk about timelines for a second. Angela in the chat says, this is so helpful. I just broke it off with someone who wasn't ready. Not sure he would be anytime soon, though I'm 48 and not on a timeline. I couldn't keep wasting time starting fresh yeah. with a new guy and going to try these out. Awesome. We have another question about women after childbearing years because mm -hmm. it doesn't always have to do with, I want to have children and start a family. Right. Do you find there are differing timelines for people in different stages of their life? I think probably everyone is unique. Yes. I've talked about the fact that 100% of the clients I work with right now are all in their 60s, from their early 60s all the way up to their late 60s, and not all of them want to get married. Not all of them want to live with a guy and have to take care of somebody in the later stages of life, and some do want to live with a guy. Everyone is just so different in terms of what they want. What are your thoughts on that, Valerie? 
Yes, I, I absolutely love that discussion because I completely agree. There is no default anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and for women after their childbearing years or for women who don't want children, there isn't a set timeline. But um, just like the woman who just shared that, um, you know, she is after her childbearing years and what about mm-hmm. that? You know, so I agree. Like, uh, but but she broke up with someone because she couldn't, um, you know, she didn't want to stay with somebody who wasn't ready. And so that's up to the timeline might not have to do with children. It might have to do with our energy. Mm-hmm. If we want to be the feminine partner, it's up to us to clarify we're happy investing with a man in a certain way for a certain amount of time until we feel depleted. Um, right. And that has to do with many factors. As we said, if we're over-investing, a lot of times that's because we're fantasizing or we're in our heads about it. And if we're pacing the relationship and dating other men and not being exclusive with somebody until he wants the same things, then we don't really have to worry about our timeline so much. But if we're exclusive with a guy and we're getting bored or we're getting frustrated, then it's not necessarily about the timeline as much as it is I mean, the timeline about between now and when we don't want to get married, because like you said, we might not want marriage, but it might be the kind of culture that we want to create. And we're getting kind of bored, not creating that culture. Right. Um, right. Because it, 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 yeah, and, and that's legitimate. And mm-hmm. if we're not satisfied, like I said, it's important to focus on putting our masculine energy towards being satisfied with what we're creating in our own life first, always, Right. Mm-hmm. But then once we are satisfied with what we're creating in our own life, or if we determine that we need a certain kind of support from our partner in order to create what we want in our own life, then it's about engaging him. And it might not be about a timeline. It might be about, hey, I've because what I teach women is how to shift their vibe from complaining about what they don't want, which is going to make the guy feel inadequate. Um, and that's going to push him away versus sh- shifting our vibe. <laughs> so Mm -hmm. that we and like i'll I'll use an example so like let's say we're with we're in a relationship with a guy it's exclusive but he's just not prioritizing us and let's say we're not in a timeline like let's say i'm you know i mean i'm 43 and you know if i wasn't married i don't care about kids so i wouldn't be on a timeline at the moment um if i wasn't married (laughs) um so if i was dating and i was dating a guy who you know was just i was having a lot of fun with and we were engaging about our deeper um visions and purposes and we're supporting each other but we're not committing on a deeper level i would get kind of bored i would just be like what are we doing here you know but if i'm complaining about it then he's gonna feel like well i'm just complaining about not getting what i want that's not very inspiring so it's my job to shift my vibe and i have my own practice for that that i call self-empathy which i also have in chapter nine of my book Um, and that's my practice for how to shift from lack. Like I'm not getting my needs met. He's not prioritizing me to abundance to focus on, okay, the need is to be prioritized. The strategy is to have him do it. But, um, in order to inspire that strategy, it's not happening. I need to find other strategies until I feel like I'm getting that need met enough. Cause once I feel like I'm getting that need met enough, then I can talk to him about it. But if I'm like, Oh my God, I'm, feeling horrible because i'm not getting this need met and i need you to fix it like then he's gonna feel i mean that won't necessarily push him away but it might um it's likely to 
So once we shift our vibe and we do that by paying attention to, oh, okay, like I have this need to be prioritized. How am I being prioritized? Focus on that. What ways am I not prioritizing what's important to me? And I'm going to take my masculine energy and put it towards those areas of my life. So I feel like I'm prioritizing what's important or I get prioritized by my friends and family. And I feel like that needs getting met enough because once we've shift our vibe that is getting met enough, then we can talk to him about it. Then we can talk to him about, gee, you know, I'm in a game. I'm playing a game in my life where I'm prioritizing the things that are important to me. And here's what I'm doing with my work. And here's what I'm doing with my health. And here's what I'm doing with my career. And I also want to engage that in my relationship. I want to be with a man who's prioritizing what we're creating together. You know, so here's what we're creating together. Is that what you want too? So then you're... And here's how I feel when I get it. I feel met. I feel inspired. I feel close to you. Here's what I feel when I don't get it. I feel kind of disappointed, you know? And so what do you think? Is that what you want too? And so you're just, you're shifting your vibes so that you can talk to him about it in a solution focused way. And that's the only way you can tell if he wants it or not. Because if you're complaining, then even a man who does want marriage might get pushed away by the complaints. Got it. Yeah. And obviously, no one, no matter what age or stage of life you're in, is going to invest themselves for years and years and years with a guy who doesn't want the same things or isn't interested in creating that culture with her, isn't showing her with his consistent actions that he's serious about her and wants to be that good partner. It kind of goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning of this episode making sure you're starting off on the right foot with this, or if you're not, how to backtrack and make sure to get on the right path with the guy. I know we're almost to the end of the hour. I wanted to make sure we got to the rest of these questions. We have two questions in the chat about exes. Tiffany says, my ex reaches out saying he misses me, misses talking to me, but he's confused saying he can't ask me to move closer to him because we're not engaged. How can I get him to commit and be patient? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm confused about that. So I would I would ask him more questions. Like, if he can't ask you to move closer because you're not engaged, why not? Is that a cultural thing? Is that a religious thing? Yeah, actually, would- you know what? She just typed in more. She said it's a long distance relationship. He doesn't think it would work, so he called it off. And just a lot of our opposite personalities. Yeah, I mean, that's a tough one. I mean, because it's really, if he's the masculine partner and he doesn't think it'll work, then that's where I would start. If he misses you, that's great. But if he still doesn't think that it would work, then why is he reaching out to you? Yeah, right? he, like to, said, uh, he worried if I move closer, it still doesn't work, then I have no support. I guess she do- he doesn't want her to move closer to him. And now she's in this new place and then it doesn't work out. I think. Is yeah, I mean, it. It sounds like he does a lot of second guessing himself. So what I would try to do is to get him to make a decision is to, to point out like, well, you miss me, but you're not sure it would work out. So let's try to see if it can work out. What personality conflicts do you think we have and what might be some solutions to that and brainstorm solutions together. And then if you think it can work out, then ask him, do you still think it could work out? And how can we do a low cost experiment then? Rather than me moving to you and had not working out, could we visit each other? Could we do an experiment where we spend a week together and see if it could work out? And then if it does, we talk about next steps. And if it doesn't, then we break up, mm. you know, but then it's important to have boundaries for that week, right? Maybe he comes and visits you, 
But I mean, I recommend that if he's your ex, that you not sleep together until you clarify this, because then you might get emotionally attached. So there's like a lot of moving parts here. Yeah, she says, thank you. So I'm glad that was helpful. And let's get to Patricia's question. This is the last one I yeah. see. What can I do with too much thinking about an ex-boyfriend? What are your thoughts on that? Yes. One, so, I mean, my take on that is if we're thinking about an ex, there's still something that we either have to learn or some grieving to do that we haven't completed. So if you're thinking about an ex, just take a thought of what direction your thoughts take. If they're beating yourself up um, and, and, and looking at your regrets, then it's in terms of um, switching from um, right, wrong thinking and shooting on ourselves. Um, S-H-O-U-L-D, shooting. <laughs> um, uh, and instead looking at, okay, everybody makes mistakes. If I could do it over again, what would I do differently? And if I don't know what I would do differently, then learn that and then clarify that and answer that question so that you know that you got the maximum amount of learning from it. And then if you still are thinking about him and the direction of your thoughts then are well, I feel regret uh, for the relationship not working out, then there might be grieving left to do. And what grieving is, um, there's a book that I recommend that I think is relatively comprehensive called the Grief Recovery Handbook. Um, and in it, it says that if we haven't grieved from a death or a breakup in the past, then when we have a breakup now, it's going to bring up all that unresolved grief from the past. And we can capitalize on that. Um, and all that grief is, is finishing the unfinished emotional communications, both positive and negative with that person. So what I recommend that people do when they grieve a relationship is writing out all the happy memories and all the things that they wish that they could say that's positive that they didn't say. And then all the crappy memories and all the bad experiences and cry and grieve and let those go. And after you look at what's your responsibility and what's his responsibility and you've learned from it. Then after you've communicated, you know, in your journal, all of the unfinished communications, both positive and negative, and you've gotten the emotions out, then there might be amends that you need to make either to another person or to yourself. Now, I would guess if he's your ex that, um, you know, you're not in contact. And so usually, I mean, unless you've like really hurt him, there wouldn't be amends that you would need to make to him, but there might be amends that you need to make to yourself. Like, what do you need to forgive yourself for? Um, and then doing that forgiveness work with yourself, or you might have to forgive him and do the forgiveness work with him, even if he's not present. And there's many books that are written and how to do that. I like the book called Radical Forgiveness because it's very deep. But regardless, um, those might be the reasons that the memories are coming up, either that there's something for you to learn or that there's some grieving to do. I love everything you said there. And I saw a couple more questions come in. So we'll get to those. And for all these questions about exes, actually, the next expert I'm going to interview in two weeks, which I believe is May 3rd at the same time, six o'clock p.m. Eastern is Donna Barnes, a breakup recovery coach. So everyone can come join my next live broadcast right here on Bullhorn in two weeks. If oh, you have more specific questions, I love everything you shared there, Valerie. That was so great. Uh, we have a question from Elizabeth who says the man I'm dating was open with me about going to therapy to work on himself due to his past relationship. He was vulnerable to tell me he's working on his self-esteem. Is this a good thing? Um, well, yes. I mean, I do think, I mean, it depends on like, if that's the first thing he says, 
when you get on a first date, then, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, then that's probably not a good thing. But if he's saying that in the context of an otherwise healthy conversation where like he's being vulnerable and saying that he's working on himself, absolutely. I mean, if you yeah. want that kind of partnership. Um, so, I mean, I guess I'm not sure why that wouldn't be a good thing. Yeah, I would say in general, yes. But I, I think you're right when you say if that's the first thing he talked about and if he's consumed with baggage or wounds from his ex, then obviously that's a different situation. So, yeah, I mean, you um, want to take a look at, like, does he say that in passing and then you see he's working on it? Or does he keep on pointing out his flaws and you sense that he's more concerned with complaining about his flaws than healing them? And that's just an intuitive assessment for you to make like does he seem like he's actually like he mentioned that and then he's making progress right like you sense that he's generally happier over time as you get to know him than he was when you first met him like he's feeling more confident you know that the needle's moving in a positive direction um and he's doing that work with his therapist and he's not you know taking it out on you or um using it as an excuse like if you're like oh well um, I want to go to an Italian restaurant tonight, and then he's just like, "Oh well, I have low self esteem." You know what I mean? Like, I mean, <laughs> right, right. And he she just wrote starts in, bringing it up all the yeah. time. You know, she then, wrote in a little more. She said it was not the first thing he said. Our connection is good. He is making progress. Yeah, sounds like things are yeah. going well. Then it's probably a yeah. good thing that he was vulnerable like that. Yeah, no, I, I agree. That. I think vulnerability is good in a man as long as he's also strong, as long as he can also be capable, right? Because I mean, obviously. Um, same thing with us females, although we're um, culturally more encouraged as women to be vulnerable um, yes. and to be comfortable with our own vulnerability, although not everyone is. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, but yeah, I mean, I think vulnerability is required to have intimacy as long as, you know, it's in balance. Right. Right. So much more we could probably say on vulnerability. I know we are already almost out of time and I want to make sure to get to this last question from Emily. So Emily says, an ex-boyfriend and I are reevaluating our relationship. He says he's trying to figure out if I would be a good fit for him for marriage. And one of his concerns is that I'm not type A like he is. I thought type A is masculine. Any thoughts there, Valerie? Yeah, that's such a good question. Um, I mean, I'm not so familiar with personality typing to say type A is masculine, but on the surface level, I would tend to agree with that only because type A is about accomplishing goals and being really good at achieving them, um, which is masculine energy. And so then the question would be about getting curious, you know, just like I was talking about before, like validating him and being like, oh, I hear your concern that you want a woman who's type A like you would. What would that provide for you if you were with a woman who's type A and what are you concerned? Like, play it out for me. What would a typical day, week, month look like if you were with a woman who wasn't type A and what concerns would we get into and how would we address them? Let's walk through a thought experiment together. Like, what are all the concerns you have about me not being type A? You know, what Mm. kind of trouble would we get ourselves into? (laughs) Right? And then like, okay, we'd have this problem and this problem and this problem. How would we address it? You know, yeah, she wrote in, uh, he clarified it a little more, meaning more responsible, disciplined, etc. Yeah. And so that would be asking him questions to say, like, if you were that way, what would that provide for him? And if you're if you are the way that you are, what's the cost to him? How does he feel like that, you know, takes away from his quality of life? 
Um, and it needs to, you know, you need to be willing to hear the tough answers because it's not about you. It's about personality traits and personality traits are not who we are. I mean, I know that's kind of like a high level thing, but I'm a coach and I know as a coach, we can change our personality traits if we focus on building new ones. And so the question is, do you want to be more disciplined and focused and all that? And if you do, great, he can support you in being those things. But if you don't, and you really want to be the way you are, then it would be really about clarifying with him. What does that provide for him if he had, if he was with someone with that? And what is he concerned would happen if he's not? And then it would be about, well, if you are the way that you are, how does the way you are help him grow and benefit him? You know, like if you're not disciplined, for example, that means you're more fun-loving or spontaneous and how do those qualities add to his life and how could he see it working out so that he's disciplined and you're spontaneous and how can you create win-wins and harmonize that um, and learn from each other and you grow to be more disciplined and he grow to be more spontaneous and is that something that he's willing to learn right or is he wanting to stay rigid in a, in a fixed mindset as opposed to a growth mindset and him be type A and, and, you know, not be more spontaneous and not learn to have, relax and have fun and not grow, you know? So it's really yeah. a question of like what kind of culture that he wants to create and doing thought experiments and what's the vision that you both want. And if he had a partner that was type A, what would that provide for him? And if he didn't, then what's the cost and what is he concerned about and how do your qualities benefit him? And does he want to learn to be less type A? And what would that provide for him if he had more time off and more rest? And could he learn that from you and all that? So it's like having discussions to see if you're compatible in the long term. And those are not easy discussions. But I think the fact that couples don't have these discussions is the reason why the divorce rate is so high. I mean, besides that, we don't know anything about attachment and feminine and masculine energy. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. Probably a topic for a whole other episode. I know you're an expert on the different attachment styles. We've done so many videos on those over on my YouTube channel. I highly recommend everyone go check those out, too. We're a little over on time. Thank you so much for staying till the end. Everyone who's watching live, Angela says, I loved this session taking lots of notes. And Valerie, I love what you said on that last question, coming from a place of curiosity, not let me convince him that I can be more disciplined and responsible, right? It's not about trying to fit yourself into this box of what you think right. he wants to commit to. It's about really seeing if it would work. Emily right. wrote back in, thanks. He also doesn't like having these conversations. So it's hard to get into these convos with him without us both getting defensive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, what I would um, recommend for that conversation is the videos that we made about how to share your feelings and needs in a way that draws them in closer um, in order mm -hmm. to have him not get defensive because um, it's about talking about what we want in a feminine way that's not making him wrong um, but at the same time I think that it's just experimenting with asking yourself how do you want to show up differently in your own life regardless of how he wants like do you want to be more disciplined anyway if so, then get the support that you need to do that and show up differently. And then you don't have to talk about it as much. Right. You know, um, you just need to see if it feels better now. But if you don't want to be more disciplined and you're just doing it for him, then I also recommend getting support to find out if that's what you really want. Because I think part of it is having these discussions with him, but part of it is figuring out if you're motivated to change 
in and of yourself and that it's not for him. Right. And is he motivated to make any of these changes or is it just all about you and what's wrong with you? Right. That's definitely exactly. something to take a look at. I mean, cause the, like, I, I don't think there's anything, like I said, I don't, um, uh, I'm not an expert on personality styles and I'm not, I don't know everything about type A, but I would guess that, I mean, all of our personalities, like, you know, from a personal growth perspective, our personality is always evolving. And so, um, one of the values that I think is really important to clarify if you share with your uh, potential life partner or not is do you have a fixed mindset or a growth mindset? And I mean, there's a whole book written about that. I'm not, I don't, I forget what the title is, but if you're a type person, type a personality with a growth mindset, then you're going to be willing to see the consequences of working too hard and learn how to relax. And you might be willing to learn that from your partner who isn't type A. But if you have a fixed mindset and if like I have type A and like this is who I am and you're not going to change me and I just need to be with someone else who is, then you need to be with someone else who has a fixed mindset. Because mm -hmm. what the studies show is that shared values determine compatibility more than shared interests. And two people with a fixed mindset are going to be more likely to be compatible than two people with a, one person with a fixed mindset and one person with a growth mindset. Because if one person has a growth mindset, meaning like you're willing to work on yourself and to move past your limitations, but he's not, and he's convinced that he's a certain way and he needs you to be a certain way, then no matter if you grow or not, it's not going to work because you have different values. Got it. Oh, that's so interesting. I've actually never heard you say that before. I would love to do a whole nother session just on that <laughs> fixed <laughs> mindset versus growth mindset, where if you're one and he's the other, it's just not going to work. Or if you're both fixed, but fixed in opposite directions, I imagine it probably wouldn't work either. Right. Right. So, right. Exactly. Yeah. That. And I mean, the truth is that everybody does change, but over time, but people with a fixed mindset tend to hold on to the ways that they know themselves to be. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but you can see how frustrating it would be to be with a guy who feels stuck in his ways and gets more rigid over time if you're not that way. Right. This was so great, Valerie. And the video that she just mentioned is how to share your feelings and needs in a way that brings him closer. I know we did another video on YouTube about how to inspire a man to want to meet your needs. And we yes. did another one on how to inspire <laughs> him to want to meet your needs. If he has an avoidant attachment style, we have yes, videos on attachment style. just search for Helena Hart, Valerie green on YouTube. If you'd like to see some of these videos, you can always email me and I can send you links to some of our videos that would help your unique situation. So this was amazing. Valerie, thank you for staying a little bit over. Thank you so much for everyone listening live. Do you want to talk about your book one more time, the commitment roadmap and any free gift or way that people can get a hold of you? I'll include all of that in the description or episode details when the replay of this posts. Perfect. Thank you so much. Yes. Yeah, so, um, like I said, I have a book and it's called The Commitment Roadmap. It is available on my website and I believe that you shared the link to that right below yeah. this. Um, and so the it's $9.97, which I wanted to make it affordable considering that it's not just a book, but it's basically a whole course that takes you through every stage of the relationship from 
getting clarity on all these things I mentioned, your vision, your values, your needs, your deal breakers, all of that before you start dating. And then how to engage a guy when you start dating to ask him these questions and then when to be exclusive and how to know if he's the one for you. And then once you do choose to be exclusive with someone, then um, I have uh, sections for the inner work for then how to get past your limiting beliefs and patterns that keep you stuck. And so that's parts one and two of the book is just the inner work. And then um, parts three and four of the book are about once you're with a guy, how to inspire him with the skills that it takes to build that partnership mindset. So how to have these deeper conversations, how to engage him about, you know, what he's creating his life and his purpose and how to create these win-win agreements and have a collaborative mindset and how to communicate your feelings in a way that draws him closer. So I have all of that in the second half of the book. And so I do think that it's a pretty comprehensive commitment roadmap, which is why I created that title for it. And so the link for that is below. And I also have free gifts. And the free gifts are basically just excerpts from the book. So I have a free gift um, that's called the Magnetic Dating Formula. And that is just an exercise to find your values and vision and ask these deeper questions. So that's for single women that are dating and they want to have kind of a guide to how to have these deeper conversations. And then I have another free gift called man a fast lasting love and that's basically a template for how to show your feelings in a way that draws a man closer when your need isn't getting met right instead of making him defensive it's like i have a whole formula five steps for how to share your feelings and needs in a way that draws him closer instead of pushing him away so i know that you have links to those two free gifts um, yes i'll include those as well and i'm so glad to be offering your book at such a low price less than ten dollars for so much information and all of that information will be in the description or episode details patricia says i've enjoyed this today and thanks valerie for the suggestions on grief so i'm glad that was helpful are there any last words of wisdom you want to share valerie before we close out yes i mean gosh it's like if i was listening to this interview and i was single i would think like you know gosh this is so many moving parts and how do i wrap my head around it and so the last piece of advice I have for women is to get out of our heads about all this <laughs> um, and to really listen to our heart and our intuition because feminine energy is about being in our bodies and being in tune with our feelings and really um, working with whatever divine masculine force in the universe we believe in to get our needs met, not just a man. Um, and so if you feel confused or in your head about any of this, I encourage you to just do whatever practice you do to get back into your body and to get back into a sense of self-connection. Like, here's how I'm feeling and here's what I need in order to feel good. And I'm just going to focus on that. And then once I reach a point where I feel like I'm getting my needs met enough and I'm out of fight or flight, you know, then I can think about the situation again with my head on straight. So, um, cause that's what us feminine people need to do, you know, in order to make a wise decision. That was a great piece of advice and the perfect thing to close out because I know we shared so much information in this episode. I could probably just listen to this 10 times and get something new out of it every time. So that was very helpful. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Maya and everyone listening live. Thanks for listening all the way to the end. Again, I'll be back in two weeks with Donna Barnes. 
who's a breakup coach for everyone asking about exes, whether you want to get over an ex or recover the relationship and get back together. My next live broadcast should be helpful. If you're listening to the replay of this on Spotify or Apple podcasts or anywhere else, and you'd like to join me for my live broadcasts, I'll include a link to download the Bullhorn podcast app. It's totally free. So user-friendly. You can join and get your personal questions answered for free. Every time I go live, I'm going to be going live every other Tuesday I believe through the end of the year at six o'clock PM Eastern time, which is three o'clock PM Pacific time. So thank you again, everyone. And Valerie, thank you so much for sharing so much wisdom today. I hope we can do this again soon. You're welcome. All right. Bye everybody. See you next time. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. If you're tired of struggling in your love life and you want a proven system to get into and maintain a relationship where you're consistently loved, valued, and cherished, go to forever1234.com. Again, that's forever1234.com.